this is heavy. Up on top. Like oh yeah, that. yeah. I look. I probably look so stupid, and I'll end up fixing them at some point. But like, I don't really care. Sometimes I'll edit in glasses, and like, the, like after like thirty minutes, it's just like I have like little mm-hmm. lines on the side of my mm-hmm. head. Yeah. I forgot you wore glasses. You never wear glasses. I always wear contacts, but dude, lately my contacts have been like driving me crazy. I can't do it. Like my right eye, for whatever reason, the past two days, I thought I had a bad contact, mm-hmm. and so I took it out, threw it away, and put a new one in. It just won't focus. Yeah, it's like. I got astigmatism or yeah. a lazy eye yeah, or something. No, I don't see, know. Yeah, I've had one since I was like Sucks, two dude. years old. Like since I was two years old, I've had a lazy eye. So I've worn glasses from two until I was like probably like 12 or 13 years old. And then the eye doctor was just kind of like after like years and years and years ago. And he's like, I mean, it's like there still, but it's not bad. So you can wear them or you can not wear them. It doesn't really matter. So I went like a long time without wearing glasses ever again because I wore them for so long. And then probably about like 21, 22 years old, like it started getting bad. Nighttime, driving, like I could tell that like something wasn't right. So I went back and they were like, yeah, I mean, it's not as good as it was like when we checked it you know, a million years ago, but like, yeah, you should probably start wearing glasses while you're driving if like you're noticing something. So I just been wearing them ever since. Well, dude, I didn't even realize I had a problem and a buddy of mine had a sim. luckily he just happened to have like a similar prescription to what I needed. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got on the subject of glasses and I was like, yeah, I don't really know if I need glasses. He's like, here, try these. I put them on. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, you could see like leaves and stuff. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I just been looking like, you know, I'm nearsighted. So everything far away is blurry and mm-hmm. I can see up close. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sometimes. I was like, dude, I need glasses immediately. Yeah. I can't believe I've been driving. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes that's how it works. Cause like, think about it when you're a kid, especially like I'm not a parent, you know, but my sister has a kid. So like, I'm really close with my niece. The two most important things are your physical health. And then, like, you got to keep your teeth clean, you know? Like, you got to keep your teeth, like, in good shape. Yeah. You never really think about your, like, eyes. I care. So, like, when I was two years old, the only reason they found out was, like, I'm two years old sitting in a high chair. My whole family's, like, around the table for, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas or some shit like that. And um, my grandma's, like, looking at me in the face, and, like, my eye is just, like, this one is just like down. She's the here. one that knows. And I'm like, and I'm one's like straight, and the other one's like way down here. And she's like, I think something's wrong with like Hunter. Like he's got something going on, like with his <laughs> with his eyes. And my mom, of course, is like, there's nothing wrong with him. What are you talking about? You know, like there's nothing wrong with my kid. Be quiet. Just, you know. One of these. And then she's looking at me, and she's like, oh, something's wrong. Something's yeah. Wrong. Oh, dude. Yeah. But then other other times, like it might not be like something so obvious. So yeah. it's like. Take my kid to the doctor, take my kid to the dentist to get their mouth not messed up, and then that's it. And then that you don't think about the other stuff unless, you know, it's vocalized. Yeah. But I never got like regular eye checkups when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. It was like literally I was probably like twenty two when Randy when I realized that um uh my eyes were all fucked up. Mm-hmm. My friend Randy. Yeah, yeah, dude. I did it, dude. Every six months and like getting eye drops. Dude, I hated it. I was so mean to my dad. <laughs> oh, I was so mean. My mom dude. wouldn't go with me because I hated it so much. Dude, that's, Just that's the, the thought of like liquid in my eye, I was like, that that doesn't seem right. 
now that I'm older, I'm like, there's probably, there's like already like liquid in there. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Y'all need more. Yeah. <laughs> just need a little Dude, more. Dude, this beer is so sour. Oh my gosh. Can you taste that the coconut? funk farm the for papaya. sure. This is, uh, that's wild. What uh, is it? We what go is with that? the camera. Okay. Cool. Is that, um, it's a good people. It is it's good a, people. So yeah. it's probably like some kind of special something or another. This is the Cocoa Coconut and Papaya. Yeah. The Kettle Funk Farm Sour. I'm not a huge fan of sours. I'm, I'm giving this one a try. Uh, yeah. Shout out to good people. Uh, they hooked us up with a bunch of beers yeah. for the podcast. And yeah. so, oh, yeah. Uh, beers I probably wouldn't have normally tried, but, uh, I can get down with this one for sure. Yeah. Muchacho, classic. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. So uh, I, I like regularly just drink like Modelo or Tecate, but Tecate number one. It's the best one. It's the cheapest one, and it's the best one. There you go. Like I know plenty of people that drink it as much as I do. They're they they feel the same way. They're like Tecate is the one. Now you mixing tier. it, you putting it in the cup and doing the spice around the rim. Dude, oh, so yeah, sometimes. Yo, huge fan of the michelada. Micheladas, yeah, yeah. Huge yeah. fan of the michelada. You know, you Is go that to with a, the hot sauce and everything. Dude, it's got all kinds of stuff in it. It's basically just like a it's basically just like a um a bloody mary, but instead of vodka, you're using beer. So like it's I don't I've know. Never had it, one, sounds, man. it sounds weird. It sounds kind of gross. But I mean, vodka is gross, but it is good. I'll try. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> okay. dude, for a long time, Mexican restaurant regular margarita every time. Yeah. Definitely. Now, no. You get the micheladas? No, <laughs> michelada. Okay, sweet. I'll give it a try. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Well, I watched the Nine Club episode with uh, Tommy Sandoval. Yeah. Yeah. He made He's micheladas on there. Oh, it looks terrible, though. Yeah. It looks I don't so know. Oh, I dude, thought it, I would have drank it. I was looking at it like, I'd, I'd try that. Yeah. That's cool. I haven't... I'd, it's been a long time since I've seen that episode. I used to keep up with that podcast like so much. Dude, they got like three episodes and then, coming like, out every week. It's yeah, crazy. It's hard. and then it got it kind of got to where like like with COVID, because like I was like so busy with work, like they kicked everybody out of the office. And then w- when we got kicked out of the office, I went into a different role, and that role required me to be in office. So like it's like a it's like deserted and I'm the only one there. So like sometimes I would watch the episodes, but when it got to like the part of COVID where they were like, all right, we're going to keep doing this. And it was like, they were doing like zoom calls and stuff like that. You know, everything was remote. It didn't have like that. It it was still cool. It was still cool to like watch it. But at the same time, it was just kind of like, I don't, it wasn't the same feel of like having them there like at the same time, you know, like yeah. the Dustin Dolan one. Like think about if Dustin Dolan couldn't have been there sitting at the table like yeah. in person with right. all of them. Like yeah. his episode was, was crazy. So I don't know. It, I kind of like fell off of it for a second and got busy and just didn't watch it. But I've been watching some of the recent ones. They're good. I, I like up. I like all those guys. The Andy Anderson one was really good. It's pretty cool. Except I, I'm, I clown on... Um, What's that guy's name? He's the S guy. Like uh, he, he makes like uh, S shoes, or he's like he doesn't make them, but he's like maybe like a brand manager. Is or he like, on the main show? He used, show, to, or is he he on used the... to skate for him. They they give him a button. He's yeah, not allowed yeah, to talk uh, unless he hits the button. Oh yeah, he's the regular. Um, I, I can't, can't think, think of his, his name. name. It yeah. starts with a K. It's like Kevin or like Ken, Kenny, Kenny it. or like so, something like that. I don't know. People would know about it. I wish I had somebody that could just be like, boom, I know what it is. But um, nah, I clown him a little bit. <laughs> really? He's a little bit of a clown. Dude, they give him a button. 
That's cool though. That, no, That's dude. Cool. No, he has to hit the button. Everybody else can just like talk into the mic yeah. whenever they want, you know. And, and like this guy's got a button. Yeah. I don't know. Make him shut up. If you never, if you never listen to it, um, Bronze Fifty Six K. It's a company. It's a uh, it's a skateboard brand. Um, they make these mixtape like radio mixtape like playlists on SoundCloud. You can just like type in and search bronze 56k and there's like a ton of them like like month by month sometimes they'll skip a month but you know they clown on that guy too and it's so funny they make their own commercials like like radio commercials like about all kinds of stuff cream cheese like i, I don't know it you guys should check it out it's kind of funny mm-hmm. and it's all it's all different kinds of music like it's okay. yeah it's pretty cool well, means, Hunter, Katie. thanks right. for coming to hang, man. Yeah, this is no, cool. thanks for having me. Um, what you been up to lately? I mean, other than work, you know, um, I try to stay pretty active most times. I, I see you skateboarding and stuff all over yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I usually try as much as I can, like during the week and on the weekends. I'm usually done with work at like five during the week, and then like I have like Saturdays and Sundays most times, like at least during the day, because I work the door at shoe shop sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. I've um, never Ad- seen you up there. That's cool. Adiba's a, Adiba's a good friend of mine, and um, she needed somebody, and, like, I started working, I guess, like, it would have been, like, a month or two ago, maybe, and, and then, like, I took some time off, and then I came back, and so I've been there the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, some I'm, like, in and out. Sometimes I work the door at shoe on the weekends. But um, I saw you skating up at the the ghetto banks. Have they started tearing that down yet? Um, it's all fenced up. I, okay, I so I haven't I haven't that. been up there. In, I guess in like probably two weeks or something. But everything is fenced off. There's like one area that you can get there from. It's uh, um, yeah. I mean, I'll just give it out in case it is still there, and any <laughs> skater that's out there wants to go skate it before they destroy it. Um, you can park your car like in that little side area of, uh, of the Nick, like on the right side of it. And then you can just walk down that road and there's like an area of it that's not gated off. It takes you right to where ghetto banks is at. And there's, um, there's another spot in there that like we, like a bunch of people recently found. It's like, a it's kind of basically like, in the like center. a, it's like a, yeah, like in the center, it's like a where bump. you normally wouldn't go. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a bump to flat over like a over like a bar. So it's like pretty cool too, and that that's still there. But I haven't been in like a, probably like two weeks or something like that. But when I was over there, like it's still there. But it's it's gonna be they're gonna get rid of it soon yeah, for sure. Tear it down. But Jason, uh, the all hands guy, represent mm-hmm. he um. He said that they might have an actual, like a small recreation of it at the new yeah. skate park. Yeah. So, have you heard that? Um, so, a friend of mine, uh, me, my friend Eric Braun, um, and one of his homies that li- uh, he was uh, cool with in college, he went to Ole Miss, and then that guy moved to um, Atlanta. We met him in Noonan, Georgia where the same company that's building our park just built a park in Noonan, Georgia. And New Line Skate yeah, yeah. Parks or something like yeah. that? Yeah, so um, I don't know if you've been to Noonan, but it's like a, it's kind of like a smallish town, but like on the rise, like it's got like some stuff out there, you know, like right outside of like Peachtree City, Georgia, which is, like, it's like 30 or 45 minutes, like right outside of Atlanta. And that park is insane like yeah oh yeah they built they built the um 
they built a replica of like the AT&T like um bricked wall ledges that are out in Atlanta at like yeah, the yeah, AT&T yeah. building. They yeah. built like a replica of that like in the center like like on one side of the park like in the center and then like they built a, a a bunch of different stuff all over the place in the middle on one side there's like a pump track like it's like a super super cool park. And so Eric and I ended up talking to the guy that's like the head of working on the one that we're going to have here. And he was like, yeah, he was like, you guys think this is wild? Like, wait till you see the one we're building in Birmingham. He was like, he, he said something like, and I don't remember because I'm like really bad about remembering things, but I think he said that one's like 38,000 square feet or something like that maybe he meant something else i don't know but he was like this is like thirty-eight thousand square feet like y'all's is like 58 yeah i've heard i've heard sixty thousand is the number they've been throwing like it's like double that like double that you know so like and he told us when we were talking to him that day because we told him that they were they were shutting down ghetto banks they're gonna demolish the whole thing he was like we went up there we took pictures we got measurements we did everything and we're gonna like build a replica of ghetto banks at the new park under the bridge so that it's like for sure confirmed that they're building that like somewhere in the park well, Jason was right on then. He, uh, he yep. told me that, and I was like, okay, all right. I know I know a couple people yeah. want to, like, you know, figure out the day that it, like, gets demolished and, like, go get a piece of it or something. Yeah, Jason said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I'd like to I'd, I'd like to have, like, a little, a little piece of that spot. I mean, it's cool, man. Like, I mean, I, did, I know I did. I know a bunch of other people in Birmingham did, like, learn transition, like, on those little ramps, you know, it's a and, steep transition and it's a steep, <laughs> and it's a steep transition, you know, that's yeah. why like a lot of these dudes out here, like they rip it cause they learned on it too, you know, like, uh, and it's just like a legendary spot. It's been in like so many videos that so many people know, and just to see it go down like that, you know, and not even just that, you know, it's, it's like that area is like so popular now. And so they took that whole area and they were just like, sorry, everybody, you know, all those people that lived in those projects, like where the ghetto banks is like, they just said, sorry, like, see you later, like kicked you out, you know, like good neighbor was at the Magnolia spot. They ended up having to leave out of there for like, you know, issues one with the building, like it was just old, you know, but then also like, you know, the guy that told him he would never sell sold. And so like, you know, who knows what they're going to do to that area. It's probably going to be a bunch of shit we don't need, Mm -hmm. but you know, I guess that's just how the world works, you know, tear down the parts of it you don't like, and then put some nice, uh, fancy stuff that none of us need anyway up there. So money talks, man. That's yeah, goes. yeah, that is the world we live in. But you know, whatever. Uh, I know you went to uh, how was Sloss? So we're a couple of weeks removed from Sloss Fest. It's kind of an old topic, but oh, uh, you mean Furnace Fest or Furnace Fest? Don't yeah, get yeah. it. Don't get it mixed up with Sloss Fest. Sloss Fest. Don't Sloss, you dare. Sloss Fest R.I.P. Yeah, um, I only went one day because there was only to me one day worth of bands that were worth spending the amount of money that I spent on a single day ticket Which to, was? to see. Um, what day did you go? I, mean, I went on Sunday. Okay. Um, so that Sunday, like everybody, everybody there was like, Sunday is the hardcore day. Mm-hmm. Like, 
any hardcore band like i mean other than like terror i guess and um there's probably a, a couple others like i mean i would put evergreen terrace like in that same category um I mean, I'm sure there's a, a a few other bands that played like different days that weren't on that day because they just couldn't probably couldn't do it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, Sunday was basically like the hardcore day. And um, so Turnstile uh, ended up having their time moved because... What? Yeah, who dropped out? Andrew WK. Andrew WK dropped out. And I don't know why he dropped out. And it, it was, was literally related. a day... Or maybe even two days before he played, like the first day of. Yeah, like I feel like the first. Dropped, yeah. I feel like when he dropped, the first day of Furnace Fest had already happened. So he dropped on Saturday, right. and then all of us found out about the time change for Turnstile on Saturday night. So wow. he dropped on a Friday, and I don't know why, but I have my thoughts on it. <laughs> okay, and my thoughts are this: one, it's COVID related. Okay. I think that's probably what everybody thought. It's like it's got to be COVID related. It could be COVID related. One in a sense that like maybe a p- uh, person in his party or like his team, you know, that that goes on these tours or goes to these shows with him, ended up getting it, and they had to cancel. Or it could even be too, because like you know, I thought about it while I was there too. He might have just been scared, you know. All those people like in in that one place, you know, vax cards or not, dude, people are faking vax cards. Like, you know, people are just not getting vaccinated at all. And um, they're, you know, taking COVID tests that you know you do or you do not know if the results are like 100% or not, you know. So like I could, I could see him or somebody on his team or multiple him and multiple people on his team being scared to like go out to a festival like that and do that. Yeah, it was sold out. All three days, right? Um, the three day tickets were sold out, but you could still buy single day tickets. Oh, okay. You know, but you would have to buy a single day ticket with fees for each day. Mm-hmm. You know, so way more expensive than a than a three day pass. pass. Yeah. So, um, those are those are two. My third is this: the X Beer X. The X Beer X. The trim tab beer that they made the, the for furnace, furnace fest, fest beer why okay let's talk about it was that like a controversy okay or nothing against trim tab i am there so much my friends work there i love everybody there i don't know who came up with the name of this x beer x was the they name named the a beer be- they named a beer x beer x to be funny and punny because you put x at the beginning and end of anything yeah. in this culture of, of folks, it, that means it's straight edge. Straight edge people don't drink beer. So you named a beer. Straight edge beer. X beer X. And it has alcohol in it. So it's like a direct I'm slap not, in the face. I'm not straight. Stra- I'm not straight edge. A lot of my friends are straight edge. Um my band members in two of the different bands that I play in are straight edge. They they still hang out with me when I drink and, and hang out or whatever, you know, but like, you know, I have enough respect for them because that's the lifestyle they've chosen. Like, that's their thing. It means a lot to them, you know? So to that community of people, it's kind of a slap in the face. 
Mm -hmm. It's just like you're making fun of something that we live our lives by. Like we do not drink, we do not smoke, we do not participate in any sort of drugs. Like we do these things not just for our health because we know that this, but like something happened to them in their life that they saw more than likely hardcore related, but other people are like that for other reasons that move them to that lifestyle choice. They had already been living that lifestyle choice if they were younger and that, and now that is how they live their life. It means a lot to them. So it's a bit of a slap in the face to make a beer and name it X beer X kind of just being funny about this subculture that may not be important to them, you know, but is important to other people. Is Andrew WK straight edge? Andrew WK is straight edge. And that is my point is that they put an Andrew WK quote on the X beer X can. Now, what do you mean the quote? There's a, there's a a quote either from a song or something that Andrew WK said. Where he says that line. That it is quoted, whatever he said. I didn't see, I drank one. At Trim Tab. But and, not the name. But Experience. I didn't see the can, else. but on the can, on the can that they sold at Furnace Fest, because when I got there on Sunday, they were gone. Really? Yeah, they were gone. You couldn't get them because like the, they were gone within the first two days. You know, they, they only canned so many. Yeah. And then they have kegs of, you know, other ones that they Can sell you in there. a picture up of that? I think if you go to Furnace Dude, it's Fest definitely, Instagram. Dude, it's definitely on Furnace Fest Instagram. But on that can, there is, in quotations, a direct quote from Andrew WK with the the asterisks and Andrew WK written underneath it. If he is in any way, shape, or form connected to Straight Edge in the way uh, that other people that I know are, and they didn't approach him or ask him about it, and they just did it, I wouldn't want to pay, play the fest either. Hmm. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, it, but who knows, you know? Only the guys that did it know. So, I, you well, know. Well, now I'm curious about the quote that's on the thing. Yeah, I, keep I don't know down. what it says. You'd have to get a good, I don't even know if the, like, the thing on, oh, so there's there the it can. is. Yeah. Click on it. So it's rotating. That's the can. It rotates, and then somewhere on there, you think it's on the bottom. There is a. We'll never be able to. Boom! There it is, right there, right there. It's on on. the side of the can. It's sideways. You right there? No, no, right there. You see where it says Andrew WK right underneath it? There's a quote. Oh, so you don't know if they got approval to do? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows if they got approval for that or not? I don't know. You know, somebody could have just picked an Andrew WK quote and put it on there, and that person may or may not have known if Andrew WK was even straight edge. I mean, come on, dude. He's the he's like the biggest name in a subgenre of music and a straight edge guy. He's like kind of famous, you know. Like everyone, it doesn't matter like what kind of music you listen to. I know a lot of people who know who Andrew. WK is oh, like sure, yeah. you know and like in that he's straight edge and so like you could have you know you could have named it anything else you could have called it any other thing you could have done anything else with it instead you know you kind of poked fun at like uh, a culture of people that like live their life by a certain way and you know yeah. probably maybe in a, in a most of my straight edge friends they just laughed at it they think it's I was about funny. to say did you have any friends you know, that share the sentiment I mean I mean but they th- but they think it's stupid they're like that's so dumb mm. You know, like that's so dumb to just like name that, that, you know, and like, and put a quote from a straight edge guy on there. And like there, it clearly says on the can that there's alcohol in it. It's stupid. But I mean, at the end of the day, we all laugh at it. You know, I drank one 
And then, so you weren't that I, offended. Oh, dude. Oh, <laughs> like the week after. Yeah. Beer, beer, I go to, there, there's, there's like <laughs> one day a week at least where like right after I'm done with work, I'll like go to Trim Tab for a beer. Like if my homie, shout out Will Norris, is working there and I want to go and like hang out with him for a little bit while he's working. Um, he wasn't there that day, but I was taking my friend out for like a beer or two after work and um, they had it there. So I, I told, Lacey, I was like, yo, I'm going to order one of these. I'm going to buy it, but I'm going to pour this one out outside. And like, then I'm going to order another one and try it. And she's like, why? I was like, for my straight edge homies. Yeah. So I posted <laughs> it on my Instagram well, story, one like one poured out one out for the homies, dude, and tagged the, tagged some of the, uh, there were some of them that I missed, but like, yeah, poured it out for them. And they were like, hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. That's, that's cool. I didn't, sick. I didn't know that was the controversy behind the the beer can yeah there's a there's a couple of furnace fest controversies so they they pushed turnstile or they changed turnstile yeah yeah so andrew wk dropped and so i think uh turnstile was supposed to play at like like five or between five and five thirty or something like that and um and then of course like you know knocked loose was playing later in the night but um with that drop they moved turnstile into andrew wk spot which was like that nine o'clock spot so it was literally just like underneath that shed stage it was like so many bands like comeback kid played under there like um there's there's other bands like like i can't even remember because i was like there were other times i was walking around you know like when i first got there um my homie uh stone creole which honestly most of those dudes in that band meadows uh they opened on sunday so like i had to go support them and like see them and then this band dying wish played after them female fronted hardcore band they're like hard they're awesome like oh yeah dude that like they they killed it and they were added on last minute and like they were awesome um and then you know just bopping around like went to go see the guys in era because i love those guys too. oh yeah for sure yeah. yeah um and then um yeah the rest of the time it was just like hardcore fest on sunday um and yeah there was a you know turnstile got moved so everybody waited around knocked loose played like i guess would have been like right before them uh, i'm bad with like remembering the whole thing you know because it all kind of runs together when you've seen so many bands in one day oh yeah but um yeah, uh, Knocked Loose played. It was insane. There was drama there with the security. Um, I heard about really? that a little bit. Yeah, yeah uh, a homie of mine like sent me like the thing from it, and it was something about what did one of the band members get in the crowd or so, something? So and they couldn't get back on the stage. He was doing like a song with the vocalist of the band. Um, dang, why can't I think of their name right now? I don't know. Um, he's was a, another band. Yeah, he's that was a, just he's in the a, audience. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was hanging out, you know, because okay. like that, like especially at like the hardcore shows, you know, like the homies that come in to see their homies, they like oh, kind of yeah. hang out on the side stage or yeah. like in the backstage, and they're all like kind of on the stage, like with them while they're playing. So like this guy was there because his ba- his other band, Misery Signals, was supposed to play, and they didn't end up playing. But he also plays in another band that I can't think of the name of right now but he's the vocalist for that band too. So he was doing vocals on a song with Knocked Loose, one of their songs. And um, the guy that does vocals for Knocked Loose, I think his name is Brian. 
jumped off the stage into the crowd of people, you know, you you know, stage dove and like crowd surf. And people had been doing that all day. You know, the, the, at the shed stage, the barrier was really close to the stage. Whereas all the other ones, they were like, like a good distance away from. Um, so people were doing it all day. So I guess what happened from what I understand is like, and it was weird too. Like they had police officers down there with like guns and stuff. Like, yeah, there was like, there well, was I guess like, police officers like they were like guns. side stage or like they were like side stage or like they were in that little like area between like the stage and like the and the guardrail, like between all the people mm-hmm. on top of like having the security, too. And like, I don't remember seeing that all day, but like knocked loose comes on and all of a sudden there's these dudes here. So I thought that was kind of weird, but it's either a security guard or the cop like was like. I guess one of his friends was trying to help him like get out of the crowd and yeah. pull him onto the stage quicker so he could keep performing. And he, the friend got in the cop or the security guard's way or whatever, didn't like that he was like trying to grab this guy out of here. And so he grabbed him, put him in a chokehold and just like slammed him onto the ground. And that's where like, there's a video somewhere on Twitter of like, you see one of the guys that's like hanging out side stage with the dudes from Knocked Loose just runs and is like running on top of people like <laughs> running on top of their heads to like grab whoever this guy is that's like like did this to their friend and then you see the bass player from the band like they stop in the middle of the Shit. song like pull the bass guitar off of his neck and he's holding that thing like a war hammer mm. like and it was just like it was a big debacle ordeal but like again you know something that doesn't really surprise me it's like you put police officers and security guards in something that could easily be self-enforced by people that like exactly. I can't tell you exactly. how many shows I've been to in my life how many like i've been to hardcore festivals like fya in tampa where there's no security whatsoever dude it's like it hardcore festivals like that especially with bands like that people take care of each other people do get hurt yes but like it's better to have situations like that self-policed by people who are involved who understand things and aren't going to get aggro and go crazy because like think about how many of those security guards or those police officers that were there that night that had never seen anything like that in their life so they see people jumping off stage and jumping on top of each other and people swinging their arms around and people getting hit and all kinds of crazy stuff and like they're probably like what the heck is going on you know so they're on like high alert and like aggro already you know whereas like somebody who's been there and done that is like going to be calm you know and like take care of a situation and make sure nobody gets hurt or nobody gets offended or nothing bad happens and like that's that's like a little bit of my beef and qualm with that part of it because you know knock loose had to like stop for a second that put into their play time they had to like they had to play you know maybe one less song or something like that you know because like all that happened and it's like that also puts a bad taste in that band's mouth Mm -hmm. everybody connected to them like which is not good for birmingham because like up until now after covid like it was hard to get a show here. You got to go to Nashville or you got to go to Atlanta if you want to see something you really want to see. And every once in a while, we'll get something good like sprinkled in here. But other than that, people don't come here. And it's like the more situations that happen like that is going to prevent people from wanting to come here and like play shows here, you know, because they're worried about stuff like that. So I don't know. I had a bunch of I had a bunch of beef with it. I talked about it on Instagram. I tagged Johnny Grimes. I've listened to y'all's episode of that podcast and like, I just didn't like a lot of things that he had to say about the hardcore community. Such as? 
Um, basically, is like somebody, me, and a multitude of a couple other people that I've talked to have never seen this guy before. We don't know who he is. Um, he's a part of Furnace Fest. He owns some hair salon. That's all I know. I've never seen this guy at a show before. Uh, I don't even think or remember as a kid, like, which I kind of came in like later, like in the mid 2000s, but I don't really, really remember seeing him then. And it's like, he kind of came on here and like spoke about something that, you know, he, he, he's not currently, or like to my knowledge in my lifetime of being in it, which is a long time since I was like, you know, 14 to, to now still passionate about it, still going to shows, things are still happening, you know? And he just kind of came off and spoke as if he knew about how things are now. And it like was the like the current situation. Yeah. And he's definitely an older guy. I yeah. mean, um, and I mean, just looking at it as like, age, I mean, hey, like when I was like, when I was younger, you know, I remember going to see Have Heart, which at that time was like my favorite band, their final tour, their final That's tour good. at Matthews Bar and Grill right after Cave yeah. Nine got shut down their final tour before they were done calling it quits. And this dude that I was friends with that I know, and like Aaron, I cannot remember his last name. I don't know if he listens to this. I don't know if he even lives here anymore, but shout out Aaron. He was a super nice guy. He was huge. He always stuck up for me in like weird situations. Like he was a nice guy, like very much respect for him. Punch my lights out. First song half heart played punch my lights out picked me up after he was like sorry i was just feeling it <laughs> knocked and it's up. like he's this guy is my friend you know and it's like well don't stand don't stand around that area anymore or that kind of thing could happen you know it had like it has its violent tendencies and it has its like sort but of you take it one or two ways yeah. you're like okay shit happens or you get pissed off by it and you hold a grudge and mm -hmm. you start fighting and people. some people yeah and some people do uh, but most times especially now you know it's more understanding. People know. They're like, if I'm in this area, this is going to happen. Or And they're either going to jump in or they're just going to sit there and be along for the ride. That genre of music specifically like, gives people a feeling. And it's like something that, I don't know, I mean, think of like your favorite music, you know, like and how that makes you feel. And to me, hardcore is the same way, you know, and like the moshing, the stage diving, the crowd surfing, the, you know, all of it is like, it's a way for all these people to feel the same way they feel about the music and get out how they feel. And, and it's like free for everybody to do it. It doesn't matter, you know, your, your, the color of your skin or your, your affiliations with these people or that people or like what you do for a living or like any of that, it's all in one place and it's all a place for you to be able to do whatever you feel you know and it's still happening and it's like when he said the things that he said there well, were specifically remind me because I, I mean i've watched the episode I mean, but... he kind of just said some stuff about how it's like jockey violent like jockey violent dudes running around punching e punching each other punching other people like no respect for you know and they're and I'd be like, I'd be stupid to say that there isn't some people around that are like that, but it's like, you know, that's their way of getting it out. You know, mine is different than theirs. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, you know, if they're doing something bad enough, self-policing, they'll get mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Somebody will get them out. If it's bad enough, nobody's going to let anybody like get torn up or like nothing bad ever happened to anybody. It'll always like fix itself, you know, but like, 
a lot of it is not that a lot of it's like love everybody in the scene loves each other you know and it's like a it's an age group of a bunch of like different people you know that come from different backgrounds and do different things and like I like listened to that and I thought of myself as a person who might be into that genre of music who's never been out to a show or seen anything like that and then they would hear something like that and it would draw them away from coming and seeing it I want everyone there like I want everyone there well I think in in his defense um I don't remember specifically him saying that I should because I watched the episode like five times editing it but um, I think his heart's in it as well. Yeah, and and Johnny is a great guy. Yeah, and so oh, um, I'm sure. I mean, obviously, he loves it enough to spend his heart and soul putting on this festival. So, and it's all it's all love. Like I said, you know, I told you guys from the beginning. Like I'm somebody with like opinions, and I'm not afraid to voice how sure, I feel about yeah. things, no, feel especially it. especially with like hardcore, something that I'm super passionate about. It's like I just want my part of it to be heard. That like it's still out here. People are still doing it. There's like a a ton, like a ton of talented bands out here that are not just in a heart, like just the hardcore genre. Like there's, there's all kinds of like different bands that are like locally that are like all kind of involved in like this one kind of community. And like, they just, you know, they, they deserve some shine, you know? And that's like, we've been kind of talking about the Furnace Fest thing. That's a lot of like me and a few of the other you know, people in the community that play actively in these bands, we're still out here playing. We're still out here doing this. And a lot of us like went to one or a few or all of the days of Furnace Fest. And I'm not speaking specifically for them, but I'm speaking specifically for me as a person who's a part of bands and is still actively playing. It was a fun time. It was great. It was good to see everybody like having a great time. That part of it is all awesome. The part that's hard to deal with is something of this magnitude coming into your city and drawing this amount of people and you had no local active like playing in this city all of the time bands being able to even have the chance to play it Ah, you know and it's like you know shout like i said shout out to my homies in in era shout out to my homies in meadows those dudes are signed those dudes are doing their thing those guys are like out there ripping and like living their lives. They're doing the stuff that a lot of us wish we were doing, you know. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't come to that. It hasn't come to that for us yet. It came that that way for them. They put in the work and they worked hard and they got there. We're still trying to get there. When something like that of that magnitude comes into your city and you you're looking at thousands of people watching all these bands and there's not even like a small stage. You know, so I mean, if you think about it, I don't know if y'all went to. I didn't go, so I didn't. I don't know if you see the layout. He kind of told me what the layout was going to be. Yeah. Um, I know there were multiple stages, Mm -hmm. and I assume some were smaller than the others. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and uh, and that was the case. But I don't know if either of you went to Sloss Fest any of the years. But there was a year where there was a seasick record stage. Where seasick record stage the year we went? Where local where local bands were playing on this stage. Noel played. And I went, I went and watched Noel like at Slossfest with a lot of other people that skipped out on a lot of other bands to watch this one. More band. exposure for you the know? local scene. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and it puts like, you know, we're, you know, there, there's the, the Furnace Fest Instagram, you know, that's exposure enough right there, you know, before the fest even happens. There's a flyer with pictures of the dudes, the names of their bands, like, 
you know, you can listen to them wherever, you know, like, and like, that's enough exposure right before the thing even happens. So it's like, one, I'm happy about the fest because I did go one day and I had a good time and it was nice to see everybody around me having a good time. My only, my only thing, like my only advice as as a person who is like currently and has been like active in the Birmingham hardcore scene, like, and that's not just hardcore. I'll go to a death metal show every once in a while. Like I'll go to a metalcore show, even though I hate it. I'll go sometimes, <laughs> you know, like, dude, there, like there are homies that play in bands that I don't like their music, but I like them. So yeah. I'm there to support, support them, them, you know, yeah. like it's a thing. So like my only thing would be like, if you're going to do this thing next year, like, don't make it like just some like nostalgia thing because you know like there's a lot of kids that like have never heard of converge right you know i love converge but there's a lot of people that have never heard of it well maybe if they do and, it again and, we we teased that we were like are you gonna have a, a second year of this and he's like mm-hmm. well we'll see how this year goes it may just be a one-off thing yeah. and the whole I mean, idea behind which it would be tight there. i think that would be tight but maybe One-time if they do it again thing. next year they have more local acts but yeah stuff, if they yeah. come next year you know like reach out to some of us you know like speaking of which you say you play in two bands no. uh, i've been listening to and you can't bring me up to speed on force neglect mm-hmm. uh, a lot of really rad music online i've been mm-hmm. listening to the past couple of days um what's the story with you joining the band yeah and and that weird. whole deal yeah because uh, I've, I've seen a couple of videos and stuff online yeah. playing at the seasick yeah. and i think you guys had a uh, a show at saturn mm-hmm um have you played any other shows uh we don't we don't have anything currently right now i think there's like something in atlanta like in december maybe and then like but just the two shows yeah but just those yeah just those two like pre pre like covid stuff okay um so it's kind of like a weird thing i've always been involved with the band all those dudes are all my friends and um the original vocalist john was in the band yeah and um some things just kind of happened and uh they got, you know, they told him he couldn't be in the band anymore. And um, Cam decided to leave guitar and take over for um, the vocals and, and find someone else to play guitar um, for the live stuff. And uh, he recorded those two um, EPs that are on all the streaming sites. Um, one is the, what's the name of it? Uh, one is called Need to Feed and the other one I believe um yeah, I'm such a bad bandmate like it's like fan yeah I, I was uh, just po- looking Poison at of the Fang Poison of the Fang okay yeah. cuz there's a there's a song mm-hmm. with the same title yeah, okay exactly okay. um so both of those So that's EPs the guitarist that's are, actually that singing is the guitarist them. singing on those EPs okay. so those are him um those are rad, man. they play really they played some shows after those two came out um you know pre-covid and then um you know covid happened everything was inactive and then post-covid happens and um basically what kind of happened was um gate creeper was coming to birmingham and they were going to play at seasick and um i guess for this tour like the guys from gate creeper were like listening to local acts in the towns that they were playing in so that they could find the ones that like they would want to play with like the I, we would want to play with these bands if we were to add locals to the band like to the to the bill and so the guy from one of the guys from gate creeper was like we want force neglect we want writhing shadows 
And there was one other project that Cam is also involved in. So it's three different projects that Cam is all involved in in Dude, some way. Yeah, Cam's killing it. He's like in all kinds of stuff. Um, he's in more things that I could even tell you. Um, the guy is now like, uh, he actually works with me um, like d- directly next to me every single day. The guy is like a hard worker. He, um, He's got his own like, uh, sort of like death metal record label that he just started. He just oh, signed sick. a band from another country, like is putting their stuff out on tape, like um, Writhing Shadows, his death metal band is doing very good. They're signed to like a prominent uh, death metal record label called Gurgling Gore. Um, a couple, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of uh, a couple of his o- other projects are also signed to the same label. Um, you know, Force Neglect, like it, it was basically these three bands, and so you know, Force Neglect was like a, like a like a duh, you know, because you know a lot of people have been listening to Force Neglect over the years, even with all the changes. So it was you know pretty much a no brainer, and then Writhing Shadows basically being like Cam's like baby it was like of course like we're gonna play this well it would have been making a decision for him to do vocals for for two bands back to back which would have been a lot so he came to me and he asked me and he was like do you want to do vocals and um i haven't done vocals in a band since i was in high school I, i did vocals in a band called take to the skies back in the day what yeah yeah, you did vocals for Take to the Skies. Yeah, it was pre David, pre David, and yeah, pre David. Uh, pre other guy from the band that was Era, but is not Era. I can't remember that okay. name. But yeah, I, I was the the, the original vocalist of that band. So I hadn't done vocals in a band for a long time. I'd been itching to do it, um, and it worked out. And so I did vocals for that show. The show was like a huge success. Like it was really really good, and. Uh, Chase, my boss, he plays in um, he plays in Bulging and a couple other Bulging. a couple other projects, and they were getting ready to play next week um, at Saturn for a free show. And he was like, "You guys want to play?" And it was just us two, and like we played that one, and it was like pretty good too. So, um, you know, basically what it is is you know like there's some new force stuff that's in the works. Um, it's gonna it's it's gonna end up being me, you know. Like we're gonna, you know. That's what that was the, my question. Are you yeah, like the permanent? Yeah. Fixture? So so we're gonna we're gonna record this new stuff, and um, we're gonna you know we're gonna make a sound that like sounds right for us with me as vocals with the with the music still being like a thrash, hardcore crossover type of band, and like you know hopefully soon like we can put it out. But um, as of right now, you know, it's just like playing as many shows as we can, like making sure we're playing good ones and like um you know just keeping it relevant you know like and uh it, i'm awesome, stoked man. on it because i i really enjoy the music i always have and um well dude i was jamming out um i looked at the poster and mm-hmm. then i saw the the bulging thing and um looked them up and it's so funny that their instagram handle is awkward bulging because mm-hmm. it's like you can imagine what you get when you search yeah. bulging yeah. <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. So I don't know. I just wanted to make a point of that. It was really funny. Yep. And their music's like super hard, but it's like ambient, like yeah, experimental. It's like a slower like, feel I was like stoked. I was like stoked to play with them because you get like, you know, you get like the in your face like energy, you know, for the first band. And then the second band comes in and it's like still got that like that same kind of like hard, you know, feeling to it, but it's a little more relaxed and like you know, a little more intricate and like different. So it like gave everybody kind of like 
different different sides of the spectrum, I guess, if you will. Yeah, so, yeah I feel that. So, yeah, but it was a, they were a lot of fun. I hope we have a couple more shows like coming up soon. Um, and then the other band that I play in is uh, Just Like Heaven. Um, it's a it's basically like a shoegaze band. Um, You're not doing vocals. I am playing bass in that. I'm playing okay. bass in that. It's um, Stone Creel from Meadows is playing drums. Uh, Tanner Masters, who plays bass in Force Neglect, is playing guitar. Uh, Cam Smith, who played in Catavasis and he played in Meadows at one time, uh, is playing guitar. Um, and then uh, Cam White will be doing vocals. And it's um, all of that stuff is like all over the any platform you could think of. There was a time before COVID where, you know, one of our songs was on the radio and like yeah. we're, we're on a few uh, Spotify like curated playlists and stuff. And so... Um, you know, it's been going pretty well, but with COVID, like we never got the EP release show we wanted. Um, we had a tour booked with a band fr from out from Texas for like all the Southeast dates that was supposed to happen in August of 2020 that ended up getting canceled. Um, it was like, it was on a huge roll and then it kind of stopped, but we've been practicing. Um, we've been getting like the show, like super tight, you know, so when we play, um, everything will be like really tight. Um, and we're playing a show, um, in November, it'll be the second week of November, um, at Seasick. It's our EP release show, the one we never got. Sweet. Um, right. with Faux Deep, which is a homie of mine, uh, Sam Eastman's band. And then um, another band from Birmingham. It's uh, some of these younger guys that have, you know, come into the hardcore community recently, and they have their own kind of like hardcore band called Apprehend. Um, and a lot of their shows are, are like super wild, and they're they're like super into it. I love seeing it because like they're new, they're college kids, you know, like they're they're hanging out, they're chilling on the porch, they're like doing their college thing and like working their jobs on the side and making hardcore music and coming to yeah, shows, you know. And so it's like cool to see like that, you know, these dudes are like the future of like what you know the music scene for that genre or you know the sub genres around it is going to look like so uh obviously we had to put them on the show and uh it's a three person show and i'm pretty sure it's fairly cheap and uh it'll be a lot of fun seasick is yeah. like a fun mm -hmm. place to play i've never seen a show there yeah it's uh it, that that gate creeper show was really fun it sounds great y'all were on the like when you walk in the doors mm -hmm. that was the stage facing into the building yeah yeah right? so the stage faces into the building so you're basically playing away from the the glass. window the glass window in the very front is that on purpose or just to uh, mix it up cuz usually they have shows in the back facing forward it, right? it just uh it just seems like it makes sense because um it's a place for them to move all of the record stands like out of the way so that there's gotcha. a bigger space in front of it um, for them to, you know, for people to be able to move around and stuff. I mean, sure. they had Gate Creeper there. Um, they've got a couple, like, they've got a hardcore band called Military Gun that's going to be playing yeah, there. Yeah, Hayden texted me. He said there's a shoegaze band coming. He's like, we got to go. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. So, um, uh, they, I mean, they plan on doing a bunch of shows, and I'm that's stoked so on it. So, um, I've been Sweet. going to a lot of shows lately. They've been super chill. They're good. It's nice to see live music again. It's nice to see yeah. everybody out, like, We've enjoying themselves. Um, speaking cool of, we get back in Saturday. Yeah, so. speaking of shows, I was at uh, Zydeco the night P.O.D. played. When oh man, how dude, was I that? I heard about that. I mean, yeah. It's a wild story, and I can tell P it to you if you want to hear it. Yes, I do. P.O.D. Yeah, that was a that was a wild night. So P.O.D. Man, dude. they're still kicking. 
Still yeah, kicking. Man. They're like they're up there with like Sublime. Well, yeah, dad dude, this was him. this was like the 10, 10 or twenty year anniversary for like Satellite, like the first record that came out. You know, that like you, you ever seen years. you ever seen Grind, like the the, the movie yeah. the skateboard movie Grind, where yeah. like they're Patty battling NHS. they're battling on the on the half pipe. Him and the guy that's yeah. like, "What's up, fool?" You yeah, know, like yeah, yeah that that POD song, like boom. But, but that whatever. album had been out before Grind. Oh, yeah, 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 way before, way before. They were like super popular back then. But yeah. It was like yeah. the 20 year anniversary for that show. So I was like, I'd talked to David cause David, David booked the show and I talked to David and I was like, yo dude, I'm, I'm trying to go, man. He was like, let's go dude. I'll, I'll be there. And I was like, all right, cool. So I met up with David for dinner and then we went to the Who's show. David? David Jones. David Jones. Reaction Media. He does like all the booking for his mm-hmm. Okay. For like, yeah. since we were, for, since I was yeah, a teenager. Yeah. I mean, that dude has been my homie for like for like 10 years and like yeah he's like been the one that like books shows like all okay. over the place in okay, Birmingham cool. but I mean he's in Nashville now so he's booking shows in Nashville he's booking shows in Atlanta he's booking shows in Memphis like he's doing Damn. good so um we go to the show and um I get there like right when POD is going on and it's like perfect because um they play like the only four or five songs that I know from that album. <laughs> and then the rest of them are ones I don't know anything about. And, and so me and two of my friends that I went with, we dip out, but like, we're just chilling on the patio area at Zydeco. So like, I see like this commotion happening in the street. Cause you can see the street in front of Zydeco from the patio. And there's this guy, he's like beat up, like, and he's like on the ground, but he's like, you can tell he's like belligerently drunk, like crazy drunk. And, um, the cops are there. The ambulance is there. Like the fire truck is there. Like all this stuff is going on. They're trying to talk to this guy. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, this, like, older gentleman, like, I see him, like, walking through the show. He kind of looks sketchy to me, like, the whole time. But he, he comes walking out, and he goes down there, and he starts talking to the cops. And then all of a sudden, they just, like, pick this dude up off the ground that looks like he'd just gotten beaten up or whatever. And they let him leave in the car with this old guy that was talking to the cops. So, like, the cops leave, the fire truck leaves, the ambulance leaves, and um and then they leave and we're still on the patio just hanging out watching it play out yeah yeah it was crazy because my friends they went to the bathroom and they came up and were on the patio 45 seconds like literally 45 seconds to a minute before all this happened so i remember standing and i was looking where i could see the street to the entrance and um all of a sudden, I just see this car like hop up onto the the sidewalk, going like thirty five, maybe forty miles an hour, just like boom into the guardrail, into the security guard stand, through the building, through the glass, like into the building. <laughs> Everybody's freaking out into Zydeco. It, it, yeah, yeah, into Zydeco, into like the bottom, into the into bottom, Zydeco. like crashed bottom into bar? it. Yeah, like right where, like so, anybody who's from here and has been to Zydeco knows the entrance. It's like there's like the in, like the the glass in front of the building, and then like right here is there's like a security guard stand mm-hmm. with like and if it's a big show, there's like a guardrail that like kind of goes around it to like keep people in a line, and then like yeah, and then you can come in and you can go up the stairs or you can go oh. back behind you and go into that back bar. Right. He came in 
right where the security guards stand and those barricades are and then went straight through the glass and straight through the building like into what? into the inside okay so a lot of people, people a lot of people stand? a lot of people thought that it was the guy that got kicked out of Zydeco that ran the car in there but it was the guy that they let him get in the car with that ran the car into the building oh so there was a ton of stuff i didn't know a ton of people are freaking out i remember walking downstairs and seeing like i don't i don't know what happened to the security guard that was at the security stand but according to what i think may have happened it's not it is just what i think happened i don't know what actually happened but i think this guy was like super belligerent like extremely drunk like and acting crazy and then the 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 guy at the door asked him to leave he was walking out he wouldn't leave so the the drunk guy tried to fight the security guard the security guard defended himself in the way that he should and then that's when you know he left with that guy the cops showed up then the cops let him leave with that guy and then the car ran into the building it's like plow the car into yeah, the building yeah so so i yeah they basically were trying to kill the guy that was working the door that beat him up because another thing that again i don't know if this is confirmed but the guy that the older guy that they let the guy that got beat up dr- drove th- the car through the thing that apparently is his dad so his dad was probably on like some, you're going to beat my kid up, blah, 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 blah. God. I'm going to run my car into you and I'm going to kill you and I'm going to run my car in this building. So like, I remember walking downstairs and seeing one of the Zydeco security guards like with a gun like pointing it because the guy that drove the car into the building was the on the sidewalk in front of Zydeco just sitting there with his arms crossed like this while people were like yelling at him and screaming at him and stuff. He looked unscathed. Nothing was wrong with him. Like he's just sitting there like a psycho, like looking at everybody while all that was happening. And then the guy, the security guard guy apparently like put his gun up, tackled him to the ground, and then the cops came, and then I don't know what happened after that. But like, yeah, oh, dude. Is like, the show still going on? Uh, I, no dude, way. I, Clearly, when they crashed I was at the a point, building. I was at a point where like, so there was a younger guy. He was either like working the bar or working Zydeco that night, whatever. And they were trying to get people to after that happened the ones that were on the patio get them to go up the stairs and go inside the venue where pod was playing and like my anxiety was like going so crazy i was like look man and i was with i was with two of my two of my friends and i was like look man like you don't want me locked in there with these people like i can't do this if you don't let me out i'm gonna jump that fence back there but me and these two people, we need to leave right now. Like, we need to go. I'm not going up there, and you're not going to make me stay up there. Yeah, and so the up. guy, like, finally let us go out. But, like, yo, it was wild. Like, one of the wildest things I've seen. Like, and it was, I saw it, like, on some, like, news article on, like, the, like, some, like, some, like, alternative press type thing, like, on on that the next day. And, like, it was crazy. And dude. it crashes into building during POD concert. Yeah, I know. Somebody, it's probably too soon for this, but, dude, somebody took boom, here comes the boom, ready or not, <laughs> here comes the boys from the south, boom. way too, way too literal. I'm going to time it just right. Yeah. So, oh, dude, that's insane. Yep. Brother. So the, well, besides getting, uh, you know, playing music and almost getting killed at POD concerts, um, like you got some more tattoos since the last time I saw you. Yeah. Since last time Zach saw you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, the last time we had you on a podcast, you had just got your back outlined. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Shout out to the the Mochi podcast. I Man, I listened mm-hmm. to that this morning because I, you know, it's kind of the first time I've ever sat down and talked mm-hmm. with you and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, 
trying to get a feel. And I knew you'd already done a podcast with him, with he and uh, with Zach and his buddies. Yeah, it was, was pretty good, man. Yeah. I, it was like a two-hour long yeah. podcast. I was a little more wild than that one. I won't be taking my shirt off this time, but okay. you well, know, it was, like it was good. Man. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, um, you know, I'm always like hanging out at the shop with the good neighbor dudes. Like, I like I basically like live there. I'm there a couple of times a week, like just hanging out. You know, those aren't just the dudes that tattoo me. Like, they're my homies too. So. I hang out up there and, you know, sometimes there's just like, you know, a day like somebody cancels on Jay and I'm like, yo, you want to tattoo me and make some money? Do something. You know, so like that'll happen. And then, um, you know, like post-COVID, like a lot of the guys that like travel are starting to get back out again. So they're getting a lot of like guest artists that I want to get tattooed by. Dude, there was like a huge convention that just happened. Yeah, something I knew nothing about until a week before it. I I thought it was kind of weird. That was wild. I saw State Gold was there. The dudes, um, Classic 13 was there. There are only two shops from Birmingham there and it was in our our own city, you know? That's kind of weird. I don't know who put that on or whatever, but... I literally didn't know about it until like a week before and I think it was like uh Rizzo had like made a post about it or something like that and I was like where are you doing a tattoo convention he was like it's a tattoo convention in Birmingham and I was like well I haven't seen anything about it and so he just sent me the Instagram page and I just saw like all the posts and stuff I thought it was so weird that just like overnight you know, there yeah. there were like like the only two shops that were there, which was like Stay Gold and Classic Thirteen, which is cool. I'm glad you know the people that I like that work at those shops. You know, they got to get in and make their money and do their thing. But thought it was kind of weird that you know like Good Neighbors not there, like Nonstop's not there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that's a little like I don't know. It's a little strange. So. I didn't know anything about it until a week well, ago. I, I, you know, maybe it was successful. I don't know, but I don't know who put it on. But like, that was a little weird. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, uh, good neighbors at Electra now, obviously. Yeah. Have cats been over out of the bag. Now nope. finally happened. Yeah. Nope. They're uh, they're at Electra now, and um, they're doing good. They're killing it. Um, they recently got uh, Drew, another guy up there. Yeah, how big is uh, their team now? Don't they have like they've uh, added like two or three new it's guys? A, yeah, yeah. So the new guys are, you know, originally before it was Zach doing the piercings, and then it was Paul, Jay, and Ryan doing the tattoos up there. Yeah. So they added Drew when they moved to Magnolia. Drew was there towards the end of Magnolia, um, right before they moved to Electra. And so uh, Drew's tattooing up there. And then another guy, David McCall, he's up there now too. He just moved here from Philly. So he's taken some he's taken some tattoos from Thursday to Saturday, um, you know, every, pretty much every week. So um, I just met him recently, like within the last month or so. He's a solid dude. He does some solid tattoos. He's like super cool. Um, and I hopefully get tattooed by him soon. He's given me a bunch of like really cool flash, like from, from some folks that he knows. So like solid dude. And, uh, one of my homies that I sell vintage with actually just got tattooed by him and, um, it turned out really good. So you mentioned that earlier. You're selling the, I see a lot of people doing that. Selling mm-hmm. like the vintage clothes. And no. stuff. Yeah. The weekend Pop-up nacho market. tees. Yeah. So, uh, How'd you I get had, into uh that? so yeah. the, um, basically what it was, was kind of like, I kind of was just, like, going through, like, eBay and, like, finding stuff, like, T-shirts and stuff that, like, I had, like, when I was a kid or something, you know? Like, remember those old Dragon Ball Z shirts they used to sell at, like, Macy's, you know? I had, like, a ton of those when I was a kid and, like, um, 
just like you know like kind of looking into like it it, it kind of just started as, as like a nostalgia thing for me um and then one day i came across like um this like instagram community where like they do instagram lives and they sell um shirts through like instagram live auctions so, um, one night I just got on one and, um, Trying to sell one of these old Dragon yeah, Ball Z shirts. Yeah, I, well, I was like, well, what I did was I ended up selling like a, it was like an old, um, like 2001 reboot of, uh, Hellraiser, the movie. It was a horror t-shirt. It's like a super cool shirt. So I was like, uh, some guy was hosting like an open live where all you got to do is just request to be in the live mm-hmm. and then you can go in and I ended up getting picked. So, um, I put the shirt up for for auction. It went up to three hundred dollars, and it sold. What? So Ooh. dang, um, that's crazy. So I saw the money in it, and that was kind of like what kind of like drew me into it. But then, like, what kept me staying in it is like I I got really passionate about fashion and the vintage community, and like not only that, but like vintage shirts. You know, like you can tell the difference in like you know boots, like ones that are like reboots of shirts, and like the real thing, and like you know. Uh, single stitching as opposed to double stitching t-shirts and like trademarking so that you know exactly like what year your shirt comes from and like you know what each tag means like nike's had so many tags throughout the years like you know what what tag is this year from or like you know it just became like this big thing that i became passionate about and i met some dudes um through the mom's vintage markets that like you know that they've been well these dudes have been doing it for years they do it as their this isn't just a hobby for them this is like their full-time job like this is how they make their money and um they've like really steered me in a position because they see that like because with a lot of this kind of thing especially the vintage thing you see people come and go because a lot of people really just get into it like for the money they can they see they can see real quick that they can turn around and flip a t-shirt that they might have bought for whatever amount of money for like four hundred dollars and they can get a quick buck off of it and they don't care about anything any of the quality or like any of that or you know whatever they're just in it for the quick buck but like there are people out here that like are actually really passionate about it and they like it. And like, there are also people out here that that's their full-time job. They don't do anything else other than that. So like I met these guys and they've like really steered me in this good direction to, you know, kind of keep it up. And like, I'm a collector, but at the end of the day, I'll also sell it. You know, it's worth what it's worth to me. It's worth what, what it's worth, uh, you know, out there in the world. And like, yeah, I love it. And, um, you know, with the fashion thing too, like, you know, I have plans to like kind of start my own like uh, kind of like clothing company thing. I kind of been talking to Tim about it a little bit, like um, just because you guys have been like printing out of there, and like uh, I just have an idea for for like a clothing company that I think would be dope, and I think would be cool for you know Birmingham at the end of the day because it does represent Birmingham, like mm-hmm. the city of Birmingham. Well, when you have time between your two bands working at shoe shop, yeah, just throw a little cl- startup yeah. clothing company uh, yeah. in the mix. Yeah, so I'm I'm always like I'm always keeping busy. I'm always trying to do something and like, yeah, a lot of this stuff too at the end of the day is like, you know, I just, uh, Birmingham's a cool city and there's a lot of cool things. And this includes y'all too, as like pod guys who do a podcast here in Birmingham and you guys interview people from Birmingham, some of these cool people from Birmingham and like Birmingham is a really cool place and it deserves to be put on the map like all the other cool places in the world. And, um, people 
like you guys and people like people who've been on the show and people like me or like what's gonna like change that and make it like cooler you know because it's like you love it here you love it here yeah. you love it here i love it here everyone i know loves it here people don't leave people move here yeah. and think they're gonna yeah. go back and they never yeah. leave because it's cool well once we get to skate park it'll be really cool no no yeah. that's what i'm saying i'll live there well, dude, that's awesome, man. Thanks for saying that. That's, oh, that's nice of you. For sure, um, for sure. So you listen to a lot of podcasts, I assume. Mm, uh, yeah. I, or I, try to. I yeah. try to when I can. Yeah. Anytime I, I find other people, I'm always bugging him. I like pretty much every week. I'm like, hey, turn me on to a new podcast or something mm-hmm. new I haven't heard Just of. Just listen so. to the Nine Club. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, okay, besides the Nine Club, anything else out there that you've been listening to? Uh, um, I should be put on my radar. I mean, a, a lot of like, I listen to music, you know, most of the time. The podcasts are usually saved for like long drives or, sure. you know, like a, a, a plane ride or something like that. But I like a lot of true crime stuff and um, it, it's something that's like not to be made light of, but it's cool when like a group of people can like make something that's like such a big deal funny. So if you've never listened to last podcast on the left, uh, yeah, um, listen to them. yeah I, uh, they're really cool. I highly recommend it. They're like super funny and they talk about stuff that's like super morbid. And, yeah, like, no, weird it's like, and, it's like really like and, dark uh, yeah. at times. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I'm also big on like TV and movies and stuff too. So I'm like really like big into that. Like all Dude, the time. Dune comes out next week. Yeah. Is it the 22nd? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. I'm pumped, know. but I'm scared. Have you been watching any trailers? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been watching the trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I watched the, the first teaser trailer. I was like, I'm not watching trailers. Yeah, uh, I have not seen. I have not seen the uh, the newest trailer. Uh, I've only seen the teaser trailer. So I'm gonna go into it like that. Um, That's me. I want to go in blind. Um, I'm, have you read the books or anything? Um, I I read half of Dune. Half I read of half Dune. of Dune. It's a it's a tough read. It's a lot of my friends' favorite books. Like it's my all coworker's time. favorite book. He's read like there's a series. Of yeah, 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 yeah. But the first one's the the good one. The son okay. took over some of them at some point and just screwed it up, from what I understand. But okay, um, I read like halfway through the first one. It's kind of a tough read. Um, what do you mean, just like long or just nuanced? I mean, it's just you know, just... like it's like a whole world like created. So like there's like things just in there that like they kind of explain. It's it's like uh, I don't want to con like compare it to like a I mean have you read any of the Game of Thrones books no so so I've read some of those books and it's like George R.R. Martin and the same with the other guy that wrote Dune they're trying to paint a picture for you for a world that they created in their mind so everything is super detailed and there's so much of it that at a certain point you kind of forget like oh what does this mean or what does this mean so like it's kind of hard, lot. but I mean, I've okay. seen the old movie, you know, and it's not a great movie, but it's not a bad one either. And um, this one just kind of like, I don't know. I like Timothy Chalamet, but it just kind of seems like a big like grab with him, you know, like they, they put uh, his face on it and they know people are going to watch well, it, new, even uh, if it's like some crazy girl who like only new, likes uh, him. Willy Wonka. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. They just posted teasers of that. Are you serious? They're making another Willy Wonka movie? Yeah, I just heard about that too. Yeah. I'm just now hearing about that. I didn't know about that at all. That's crazy. But yeah, I'm big on on TV and movies. So like, like, as opposed to like podcasts, like I'll like download. Well, I didn't mean to like put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I... uh, Um, just always if, if that's if you're gonna ask me i mean like if are, are y'all is there movies that you guys have seen i or just like TV finished shows i watched? just finished last night the sopranos okay i just started the sopranos 
Okay. All right. I don't just, watch the what's the, I, somebody already told me don't watch the prequel movie the, before because that was my idea. It ruins it. My the, original idea was to watch three minutes. It it spoils it. First three minutes is what. So I had started The Sopranos, made it up to season six, but season six has a part one and a part two. Mm-hmm. I finished part one. I was like, I get it. I'm here. Let me watch the prequel. Don't. Okay. Just don't. Yeah. So they told me, do not watch the prequel. And also, the main reason that somebody told me, not just because it will spoil the whole thing, the whole show for you, is like, the movie is made to give you a different perspective on what you see in the TV show. So if you haven't watched the TV show, it goes back and talks about things in the TV show that it's supposed to make you think different about a situation okay, or something good. that happens. So I started watching the TV show, but um, well, because the uh, the movie it's only available through like October, and then it gets pulled off, and then they'll like release it or something. Because that was me. I was like, I want to watch the prequel, but it's like, hey, it's only good through like the 31st. Yeah, I'm going to try to finish it. I need to finish The Sopranos before I watch it. I'm going to try, but October is like also like my favorite month. Like I love Halloween and I love Christmas. So like usually around this time every year, like I do like a 31 days of Halloween and like I'll watch one horror movie every year and then I'll post something about it like on my Instagram story. Like every a, night. Yeah, like a picture right. of the poster and then like a description of the movie and how I felt about it. But I haven't done that because like I'm trying to finish that so I can watch the movie. But yeah. then I also have other stuff like I just finished that show Squid Game. Dude, I never every, started I keep seeing Dude, that I highly everywhere. recommend it. It's I started it. It's crazy. The story about the guy who made it is crazy. Like It's all overdub, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You can dub it. You can dub it, and I put the subtitles on everything. So because I would almost rather watch it. What I found, it it defaults to the sub version. Yeah, I I would probably rather watch the sub version. So I watched the dub version with the subtitles on it because I watch everything with subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like the dub is not great. Squid Game. That's what. Yeah, I didn't like it. But the story is amazing, and the twist is crazy. Like, yeah, it was like it was really good. And then Ted Lasso. If you haven't watched that, it's good. Dude, everybody's been telling me Ted Lasso. Yeah, it's funny. My coworker said uh, season two wasn't as good as the first season. Uh, They kind of dive into. He said it gets um, more into like the character development. Not so much about the American and yeah, yeah. Europe or they they kind of dive into like a mental health thing, which like personally for me, like I kind of liked. They like kind of show like a vulnerable side to a character and like go into mental health and like how that can affect you and like as somebody in the in the spotlight like that, you know. So I kind of liked that part of it, but it was like it's all it was like they did that. And then they also still made it like really funny, like the original season was. Like there are funny moments. There's that you know Ted is still the same Ted. Like yeah, it's just like it's it. I, I thoroughly enjoy that show. I think it's like it's almost like too hard to beat. You know, that's good, man. What Jason is Barry coming is, back? Uh, I don't know. I've heard I've I've heard yeah. of that show too, and I've heard it's good. It is yeah, surprisingly good. good. Yeah, I've never I've if never you, watched like, it, uh, but I like that guy. What it what is what is his name? The lead actor guy. Uh, now that Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. Yeah. yeah, he's uh he's rad. Um, that's good. Watchmen. Hopefully, we get another season of Watchmen. Yeah, I watched that. That's a that was a crazy show. That was I, that was way more than I expected it to be. Same. Same. Um, 
I watched, um, if you haven't seen it, it's on Hulu. There's a Wu-Tang Clan show. I, I heard that was really, Hulu, really good. Um, with actors. And like Method Man and RZA like, are part of the writing process and the producing but and all that stuff. But actors playing them. But they're actors yeah. playing them. And it like shows like kind of like their life story. Like the stuff before Wu-Tang Clan even came as a thing. And then like when Wu-Tang Clan was like formed and like their process in recording studio and like all kinds of stuff. And it's like really, really good. It's a good show. If you haven't seen it, it's awesome. Um, Ryan Taylor at good neighbor actually put me onto it like a year ago. He was like talking about it at the shop one day and then I just binge watched it. And it was, I was like, this is awesome. And then like, he was tattooing me like, I guess a couple of weeks ago and he was like, yo, the new season of Wu-Tang Clan's out. You should watch some of it. And there were already like four episodes out. So I was stoked. Dude, that's awesome, man. That's all. New TV to check out. Well, dude, I don't know where we're at in the timeline. Um, I don't know how long we've been talking, but uh, I'm mean, sure we can talk can, all night long, I can, dude. I could could, could literally talk forever, so we can end it whenever you guys want. Well, dude, it's been sick having you come on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, and, I'm, uh, I'm glad you guys invited me into your home and had me on the had me on the podcast. You know, I love this man right here. We've been talking about it for weeks. Yeah, yeah, Back yeah, dude. I'm cool. I'm stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. It was a good time, and like anytime you guys want me, I can sit here and talk all day long. Dude, we'll, we'll have you back, man, for sure. <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks for coming. Yeah, see. You. See you. Thank you.